Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. All right. We're going to continue on our teaching on prayer. We have covered a lot so far. Prayer is not just an activity, a ritual, or an obligation. It is a communion and communication that touches God's heart. So it is not a religious activity that we do or an obligation or some type of ritual, but it's a communion and a communication that touches God's heart. The power of prayer is the inheritance of the believer. That is our inheritance, is to touch the heart of God, to commune with God. First, we must realize that when prayer does not bring results, it is an indication that something is wrong. Not something wrong with God, but something is wrong with you. Because when we... God never fails, so when we pray correctly, then God will always answer our prayer. So if we say we pray and it did not bring it in results, then it is an indication that something is wrong with you or something wrong with your prayer. Maybe you did not do it correctly. Second, God is faithful to answer prayer. God will always answer prayer. He is faithful. And then thirdly, God's will and word do work when they are understood and to put into practice. God's word and his will do work when they are understood When you understand the will and the word of God when it comes to prayer and to put it into practice, it will work. So we have to understand and put it into practice. We must pray in a way that involves the principles God has given us in the word. We must pray in a way that involves the principles. God has given us principles. Has given us in the word. Let's look at one set of principles. Go to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. 2 Chronicles is right after 1 Chronicles. 
Old Testament. The Chronicles are right after the Kings. Second Chronicle chapter seven. <clears throat> the author of the book of Chronicles is Solomon, King David's son. Solomon, King Solomon. Now let's look at some of God's principles when it comes to prayer. When it comes to prayer, you uh, cannot just pray any kind of way or the way you want to pray and expect God to answer. God has principles according to his will and according to his word in getting answer prayer. All right. According to his will and according to his word, he has principles. He has principles are basic things, foundational things, guidelines. If we don't do it according to his principles and put it to play, it doesn't matter how the way you want to pray. If it violates God's principles and his will and his word, you will not get results. And it's not God's fault. It's our fault. Have you found Second Chronicles 7? All right, let's, let's look at verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. So God hear prayer. God hear prayers. If prayers, if we pray according to his will and to his word, God will hear our prayers. He said, and have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Verse 13, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Okay? Now here in verse 14, we're going to look at the principles and the will of God and his word of God when it comes to answer prayer. He says here in verse 14, if my people, so the first thing is, you have to be one of his people. Okay, you have to be born again. We're not, we're not talking about being religious. That's right. You have to be born again. You have to become one of his people. You have to be uh, regenerated by the word of God. And you have to be filled with his spirit where your spirit and his spirit bear witness together that there is a relationship between you and God whereby, according to Romans 8, you cry out, Abba, Father. All right? So he's your father. So he said, if my people. Okay, that's the first criteria. He said, if my people, which are called, 
by my name. So that's an individual who's born again, who is saved. All right. Remember, these are principles. Shall humble themselves and pray. So the next principle we see that first of all, first we become here, we're born again. And the second thing, we have to humble ourselves. Now, if you're born again and you come into the prayer time of God being prideful, God ain't answering. God ain't hearing. Because the scripture says in the New Testament, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt us in due season. The scripture says that God listens or he responds to the humble, but he resists the pride. Pride. So first of all, first we've got to be born again. Second, we have to walk in humility. Now, what is humbleness? What is humility? Bible humbleness. That means that you recognize that he is our, your father, which is uh, the word father in Hebrew means pata, P-A-T-A, which means he, he's our source, our sustainer. So you come into him in prayer, humbling yourself that everything that you need in your life, everything that needs to be sustained in your life, everything that needs to be taken care of in your life, you acknowledge him as the one who will take care of all of your needs. That's humility. Okay? So a lot of people, if they don't have a prayer life, number one, probably because they're not born again, for real, or if they're born again, they walk in in pride. Remember last week when we talked about prayer time, we looked at Moses, that a reason why a lot of Christians don't pray because they, don't, they haven't gotten out of Egypt. They still got one foot in the world. All right? When you have your one foot in the world, uh, it will, walking by the standards and the, and the policies of the world will cause pride. Because in 1 John chapter 3, it says that the world has what? The uh, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes. Everything is prideful in the world. So if you're born again, all right, filled with the Spirit, the second thing we need to do as believers, we need to walk in humility. We need to acknowledge that everything that needs to be taken care of in our life, we go to God. So we humble ourselves. Look at this. He says, shall humble themselves and pray. Then he says here, and seek my face. What is seeking his face? His word. Okay, so not only you're born again and you walk in humility, you on a constant daily basis seeking his word. Okay? That's seeking his faith, seeking his word. And then look at this. And 
and turn from their wicked ways. So now we have what? Number one, we got to be born again. Number two, we have to walk in humility. Number three, we have to seek his word on a consistent daily basis. And then number four, this right here, number four, number four is a big challenge to a lot of Christians. Number four, turn from their wicked way. What is number four? Holiness. Holiness. Now, when I talk about holiness, I'm not talking about wearing long dresses and no makeup. That's religion. Holiness, holiness, turn from your wicked. That means to separate yourself from the world and separate yourself unto God. All right, that's holiness, true holiness. We're not talking about not wearing makeup and and all that kind of stuff. That's, That's all religious. That means I'm separating myself from the world and I'm separating myself unto God. That's true holiness. And then he says, look at this. So he said, if we, if, if we go by those criteria, criteria and we go by those principles, now look at this. He said, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. He says, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sins, and then I will heal their land. You see the connection here in prayer? Giving God what? Access to interfere or to intervene in our situations and circumstances. He said, if you do all those things, then now I will have access to come in and to what? To hear from heaven, to get a word from heaven, a rhema word from heaven. And if you got any sin going on you, that you may have forgot, you know, because you got, you know, we have uh, what is called uh, sins of omission and sins of commission. That means that sins that we know, we know that we cut somebody out. All right. We, 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 we wanted to do that, all right? But then you have sins that you, you weren't even aware of. You didn't realize that what you were doing to sin. So he said, then I will come in. You will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive your sins. And then I will heal their land. He said, whatever you need to be taken care of, I'll take care of it for you. Then not only that, look at this. When we develop a prayer life, that's that, that's that communing with God, connecting with God. Not only he would do all that stuff for us, but look at verse 15. When we have a consistent, constant prayer life unto God, he says in verse 15, now my eyes shall be open and my ear attend 
attend or attention unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now, what he's talking about made in this place, he's talking about whatever place you 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 should have a particular place that you and God should meet together. The New Testament talks about your prayer closet. Now, it, it, it literally wasn't talking about an actual closet, even though if, that's, if you want to make an actual closet, that's your place to meet with God. That's fine and that. No, but he's talking about, when he's talking about your prayer, he's talking about your prayer closet, he's talking about, you need to have a, a particular place that you meet God every day for your prayer time. And he said, once you, you meet those criteria, God will do what he needs to do. But then he said, now my eyes shall be open, my ears attent or attention unto the prayer that is made in this place, that designated place that you have designated. This is the time, place, or time that me and God is going to make, make, meet he said, my eyes are going to be open and my ears are going to be attentive. What did he say? He says, the place that you have designated for us to commune together. He said, I'm going to be there every time. Mm-hmm. What about you? See, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve sinned, when Adam sinned, he was all caught up. And so when God came, because they always, the scripture said they always met in the cool of the day. They had a designated place where they always communed together each day. So here God, God is consistent. God is faithful. <coughs> God is, uh, he is, he is not slack. All right. So here God shows up and he said, Adam, where art thou? So in our prayer time, God said, my eyes are going to be there. My ears are going to be attentive to this place that we have designated. So God said, I'm going to show up every time. What about you? So when he said, Adam, where art thou? Adam wasn't in or he wasn't at the designated place. What causes believers to not be in their designated place with God? Sin. God said, I'm going to show up every time. He said, if you make an agreement with me, and I may agree with you for us to commune together because that's that's his heart's desire. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to show up every time. I'm going to beat it. Question is, what about you? So if we're not there, mm-hmm. something has distracted us. You know, it may not be it may not be said. It could just be. You know, it could be a lot of stuff. Cares of the world. 
persecution, tribulation. It says in Hebrews, set aside every weight. What that mean? Take care of stuff that may cause you or may interfere with your communing with God. Be on the lookout. Take care of that and deal with it. You know, have you ever decided you say, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set some time off every day and to pray, and then you set some time, designated time, you start your prayer, and then what? The telephone going off, the children, children acting crazy, the husband, he come home, he's frustrated, and it's like, okay, every time, see, I set this time, I want to spend with God, and all this stuff. That's what he's talking about, weights. Stuff that weighs you down. Go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Let's look at it. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting anything out of this so far? Hebrews chapter 12. We are looking at the purpose of prayer, but we're also looking at why Christians or why believers don't pray. Okay. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. <clears throat> Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. See, the weight may not be may not be sin. The weight, you know. Them kids yelling and screaming at times. Your husband, he friend, where's my man? Where's my dad? All that, those are weights. He says, set aside those things. Be on guard of those things. Deal with those things. Why? Because if, if you don't, it will interfere in your communion with God. And more you don't deal with those things, it will cause you to draw further and further and further. God hasn't moved. He's still at the right, he's still at the same place that y'all have designated. He hasn't moved. But if you don't deal with those weights, look at this, those weights and sin which does so easily beset us, if we don't deal with those weights and sin, because if we don't, those weights and sin will cause us to remove, to be removed further away from God where you find yourself, you have no prayer life. No, you have no communing with God. And then when you try to, when you are faced with something, you try to call, call out to God, he seems so far away, and he's not far away. He's right where you left him. Are y'all seeing this? Yes. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now we see why believers don't pray. Because they haven't, they haven't dealt with their weights and sin that beset before them that's causing them to be further away from God. All right? So he said at that place, his eyes are going to be there. His ears are going to be there. So we have to deal with those things. 
God is not going to deal with those things for you. We have to deal with them things ourselves. Somebody say, well, how do I deal with those things, Pastor? We remember, we deal with everything by faith. So whatever those weights or those sins are, you got to speak to it. Children, in the name of Jesus, shut up. It gets the job done. You know, you try, you want to get in the presence of God and children are all loud and, and just acting crazy and everything. You got to say, children, in the name of Jesus, shut up. What are you doing? I'm dealing with those weights. And then there'll be a hush over the crowd. And then you can get into the presence of the Lord. God, thank you, Lord. The Lord just recently showed my wife and I something. Today or yesterday. You know the reason why when we set out to do certain things for God, for the will of God, we don't have a, a lot of victory or we don't last long in it? Because anytime, uh, remember the so and so of the word, Jesus said, whenever we do it, you, whenever you do something for the will of God or for God, the enemy comes and attack. And the reason why we don't have victory or continue in it or it lasts long is because we're not praying the way we need to to cause us to have the victory. Somebody said, wait, let me give you an example. You know, in your prayer time, you commune with God and the Lord comes to you and say, I want you to evangelize. I want you to Minister to the lost and bring get them saved and then bring them to the church and and you know so that the church can uh, can grow increase you know that's how the church increases when the sheep goes out led by the spirit of God and get saved and get people saved and bring them in so you know you hear that and you you know I mean you may come to church and may may hear me preach to teach something on that line and you like that's a compliment that's, that was God telling me that cool. Okay, what we don't realize is you say, okay, I'm great to do this. I'm going to evangelize. But before you do it, you need to pray, Lord, I believe that I received from you a word from you for me to start evangelizing in the community. So I thank you for that, Lord. But now I pray that my vehicle is protected, my body is protected. My finances are protected. As I go out and minister to these people to get them saved, and I bind Satan right now in the name of Jesus and trying to stop me or hindering me and what I need to do. So when you pray like that and you start evangelizing, Look at you got you got yourself covered by prayer, and you have taken authority over the enemy because when you, if you don't do that and you just step out by faith and say okay I'm gonna do what the Lord says, the enemy is gonna come and do what? Attack, Attack your vehicle. All of a sudden now you, you have issues with your car. Your, your tire just popped off. Like what the? All right, and you're like, what happened? 
like, oh man, this stuff didn't start happening until I decided to start evangelizing. That's the wrong, that's the wrong mindset to have. The mindset and understanding the prayer, remember, is communing with God, giving him access. So if we, you know, have you ever heard some of the old saying say, you need to be prayed up? That, that's what they mean. I need to cover myself in doing the will of God. I'm covered, my vehicle, because the enemy's going to attack your vehicle. He's going to attack your finances. If he, can't, if he can't get victory in those areas, he's definitely going to attack your body. Because you're going to try, you're going to start going evangelism, and all of a sudden this the sickness comes out of like what? But if you pre-prepare yourself with the authority of prayer, you understand what prayer is about now. That you protect yourself, your fine, your finances, your body, your health, your loved ones, and then take authority over the enemy and hindering you. As you go out and do God's will, you will see the victory, you will see the success, and you will see it lasting a long time. Okay, y'all need to sit down. This is not playtime. This is not children's church. So we have to do that, and then we will see us, we will see us, we will get the victory, and then we will see us carrying out the will of God on a continuous basis instead of just getting one attack and then we just give up. Prayer, in praying that way, it will cause us to have the victory. Amen. Are you saying this? Yes. And this, and this goes towards any, anything the Lord lays on your heart to do for him or do for the kingdom. You pray for your protection. Pray for your protection and take authority over the enemy. Pray for your protection not just on you or anything else that is involved with you in doing what God has called you to do. Pray for that and take authority over the devil. Because if you fail, if you fail not to do that, uh, you don't pray for yourself. You don't take authority, and the enemy is just going to come. He's not even going to come with no hard press. He'll come with a little easy, just a little attack, and then you'll you'll give up. And remember, prayer is, is for our authority on the earth realm. Prayer is our authority. Okay? So remember, we must pray in a way that embodies the principles God has given us in his word. Now, let's look at the genesis of prayer. Genesis is the beginning, the the, uh, the, the purpose, the origin of prayer. <coughs> prayer is um, mankind exercising dominion on the earth by giving God the freedom to intervene in earth affairs. I'll say it again. Prayer 
is mankind or or is the believers exercising dominion? Remember, we, when we talk about prayer, we are executing dominion. We're not just doing anything haphazardly. This is I am executing, we are executing dominion. Exercising dominion on the earth by giving God the freedom to intervene in earth's affairs. Not only your affair is considered to be earth's affairs. So the genesis of prayer, we 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 develop a prayer life is because God knows everything. Quit playing with that. God knows everything. That's the phrase we got to establish something. That's, that's the first revelation that you need to get, that God knows everything. We don't know everything. So that's why we want to develop a prayer life unto him, because he knows everything. So God knows everything. He controls everything. He predetermines everything. And he does not change. I'll say it again. God knows everything. He controls everything. He predetermines everything. And he does not change. We're talking about the genesis of prayer. Now, to begin with, in understanding the genesis of prayer... God does everything for a reason because he is a God of purpose. God does everything for a reason because he is a God of purpose. God is a God of purpose and everything he has created in this world, including men and women, has been created to fulfill his purpose. We think that we need to have a prayer life to, to God to get God to help us in our stuff, but in all actuality, our stuff that we need his help on, whatever, he has a deeper plan and a purpose that we do not realize because he's a God of purpose. God, we believe God in prayer time for our healing, some sickness, disease to come on us. We we thinking, okay, I, Lord, I need for you to heal me, and you don't realize that God has a plan and purpose for your body to be healed because He wants you to pastor a church. You can't pastor a church if you're sick. So we thinking on the surface. And God's plan and purpose is underneath that surface. Remember he said in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. 
My ways are not your ways. So we, we want to God. I mean, you know, praise God. We, we want to be healed. But he's healing us. When we believe God for our healing, we, the next thing we need to ask God in communion, okay, Lord, what is the plan and purpose for behind my healing? Because he can use your healing as a plan and a purpose for someone else to receive their healing. See, he, you're going to pray for God to heal you. God is healing you, not just for you, but he's healing you so that you can use your healing testimony as a witness to someone else to be. And that was his original plan and purpose. Amen. I mean, praise God, I'm healed. But the Lord is showing that he wants to use my healing testimony to minister to someone else who needs healing. So remember, God is a God of purpose. So in understanding the origin of prayer, he is a God of purpose. So when we get in prayer time, it's not just a bunch of Mickey Mouse stuff that well, we need to have. We need to be mindful. OK, in my prayer time and I pray for certain things, Lord, show me your plan and your purpose. Prayer is the expression of man's relationship with God and participation in his purpose. Prayer is our, is our expression of our communing or relationship with God and also our participation in his purpose. It's not just only just we communing with God, but it's my expression that I'm communing with God, but also within my communion, my relationship with God, I want to know or I want to participate in his plan and his purpose. Now, let's look at some scriptures here. Let's go to Psalms 33. Are y'all okay? Mm -hmm. Psalms 33. Psalms 33 and verse 11. And when there? Let me wait till you get there. Psalms 33. Psalms 33, verse 11. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generation, the thoughts or the plans and purpose of God is to all generation. Go to Proverbs 19. Proverbs chapter 19.
Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. There are many devices that were devices in the Hebrew means plans. There are many devices of plan in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. That word counsel in the, in the Hebrew should be the word, it's not like counseling, it should be the word Hebrew word purpose. So we can read it like this. There are many plans in a man's heart. We got, a, we got plans in our hearts of how we want to do something, what we want to do. But look what he says here. Nevertheless, the purpose of the Lord that shall stand. So we got many plans we want to do. But in prayer time, we are finding out God's plans and purposes. And we're gonna we want to line up his plan and purposes with our plan and purposes. Go to Isaiah 14. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 14. Verse 24. Isaiah 14, verse 24. The Lord of hosts. Whenever you see that in scripture, the Lord is host. It is reference to the Lord, the Lord of war. He's getting ready to do war. He's getting ready to do battle. Remember, prayer is authority. We are doing battle when we pray. Not battle with God. We battle with darkness. Darkness is consuming us. The darkness is always constantly consuming us. So in prayer time, we remember we're communing with God to give him access to come into the earth to do battle against darkness, to shine the light of God into darkness, to remove the darkness in our lives. So he says, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purpose, so shall it stand. So our God is a God of purpose and plan. So in our prayer time, not only he will take care of our stuff, but we need to seek his plan and purpose in taking care of our stuff. See, in prayer time, you believe you believe in God for prosperity. Okay, fine, and daddy, that's great. But see, God... What's your plan and purpose for me to be prosperous? I mean, we just, okay, I, I, need, I, I need my rent paid. I need my mortgage paid. I need my car payment paid. Okay, then find a daddy, all right? And remember in prayer, he'll give us instruction, but we need to find, okay, look, what is your plan and your purpose? And you know, I need increase, financial increase, Lord. But what is your plan and your purpose? God not only just bless us in spite of us, but he blesses us for a purpose and a plan. Okay, we're just not getting healed just to be, oh, I'm healed. We're not being financially blessed. Oh, I got money. 
there's a plan and a purpose that God has behind every covenant promises that we experience with God. There's a plan. So in prayer time, my, my, my heart, my mind should be, okay, I petition the Lord all the things I need, need uh, for him to do, which is fine and dandy, but behind that, I need, Lord, what is your plan and what is your purpose behind this? Okay, what is your plan and your purpose for me to be healed, to walk in divine health? What, for what reason? Oh, yeah, 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 we can look at it from a natural standpoint. Oh, if you're in pain, I don't want to be in pain anymore. I mean, that's, that's fine and dandy. Uh, I don't want to be sick anymore. That's good. But behind it, what is behind the scene? What is the plan and the purpose from, of my healing, of my financial blessing, of my deliverance? Yes, I go to God in prayer seeking these things, but not just only seeking these things. I need to find out. What is your plan and purpose behind these things that I'm seeking for you to do? And he will show you what is the plan and purpose for that. Hallelujah. We're talking about the genesis of prayer. Prayer is an expression of the believer's unity and relationship of love with God. Prayer is an expression of my unity and my relationship of love with God. That's what Jesus meant when he said, I only do what my father tell me what to do. I only say what my father tell me to say. What, what is he saying there? He, he knows that his father is a father of purpose and plan. So if, if I say something and I do something that my father has instructed me or given me to say, not only am I going to say it and do it out of faith, but I'm saying it and I'm going to do it because there's a plan and a purpose behind it. I'm not just saying it and doing it. I'm not just doing God's will just to be doing it. But I need to do it and I need to find out, Lord, what is your plan and what is your purpose in me doing your will and saying what you're telling me to say Okay, Lord, you tell me to give a certain amount of money. Okay, I get that. But not only just say, seek the Lord a certain amount of money, but Lord, what's the plan and the purpose behind it? What is your purpose? What is your plan in my giving? What is your plan and your purpose in my fasting? You instruct me to fast. Okay, Lord, what's the plan and the purpose behind it? Yes, Lord, I'll do it, but what's, what is your plan? You have a plan and you have a purpose in everything that I say and I do. So we need to just stop just, just only find out what God wants us to say and do, but we need to see, Lord, what is your plan and what is your purpose behind it?
So prayer is an expression of uh, believers' unity and relations of love with God. An expression of believers' affirmation of and participation in God's purpose for the earth. I say it again. It's it's an expression of the believer's affirmation. The believer is affirming. The believer is coming in agreement of not only coming in agreement, you know, when you come in agreement, some people come in, come in an agreement with something, but they don't participate. <laughs> they come in an agreement, but they don't participate. So understanding the genesis of prayer is an expression of the believer's Affirmation, they are affirming. Okay, you get up and stand up. Oh, wait, wait. Stand right there. It's an expression of the believer's affirmation of and participation in God's purpose for the earth. So not only we want to come in an agreement with his plan and purpose, but we want to participate in his plan and purpose. To pray means to commune with God and also to become one with God. So we not only want to commune with God, we want to become one with God. When we become one with God, now we can participate. See, a lot of believers, they commune with God, but they don't become one with God. They pray, they come in agreement, but they don't participate in his plan and purpose or his will. So we want to not just only become in communion with him, but we want to become in one with him. We want to commune with him and we want to participate with him. Faith without works is dead. So prayer is the involvement, the involvement of oneself or one's whole self, spirit, soul, and body. It's the involvement of oneself with God. Prayer is not optional. Prayer is not an option. Prayer is not, we don't look at prayer as uh, if I want to do it or not. Prayer is essential. To commune with God and to become one with God. To exercise my authority in the earth because I now have identified the plan and purpose that God has for me. So God is not going to, God is not, God would not be able to do certain things in the earth realm if we do not become a people of prayer. Because he works through us. Just like the devil works through us. I'll say it again. 
The devil works through us. And as a lot of Christians have a great, wonderful prayer life with Satan. They commune with him and they participate with him. And in doing that, what do we see? His manifestation. Why is it we see more of the manifestation of Satan than we do of God? Because we cannot get believers to commune with God and to become one with God. Because a lot of believers are communing with the devil and being one with the devil. They are participating. And so when they do that, even though they may be unbeknownst of this, they may not be aware of it, but they are manifesting Satan's will. And we haven't given the authority by God to manifest his will, not the devil. But we see so much manifestation of wickedness. Why is that? Because people are communing and they are participating with the enemy. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up for tonight. Prayer is the vehicle by which you are meant to commune with the invisible God. We can't see God with the naked eye, but prayer has been designed for us to commune with the invisible God by faith. It is the medium through which your spirit is intended to affect and be affected by the will and the purpose of the divine creator. Prayer is the medium through which your spirit is intended to affect and be affected by the will and the purpose of the divine creator. So prayer has been designed by God as a medium, as a conduit to be affected by God and to have God to affect us to manifest his will and his purpose. The position and authority that Jesus won have been transferred Back to mankind through prayer. The position and the authority that Jesus have won on the cross have been transferred back to us through prayer. You may sit down, Eli. Are there any questions? Questions, comments, revelations? What do you say? 
Amen. Hallelujah. No questions, comments, revelations? Yes. You have a designated place. Mm -hmm. And something happens, and that's that place can't be your designated place. You have to find another. Is that because uh, temporarily, or that's going to be a permanent thing? Um, I don't know time, but um, I don't know. This this something that I'm really struggling with, and you, when you spoke on it, I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with giving up my place where I go and spend time with God. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's a to give up, you have a designated place, and for some circumstances or whatever, is is trying to cause you to give it up for that is for something that's not the will of God. Is that correct, or is it the will of God? Or are you I'm making it the will of God? Well, that's a that's a question. Mm-hmm. Is it a place where your mom is coming? Yeah. And that's my designated place. And I, <coughs> and I struggle with it. I, want, I don't, you know, this is, it's amazing that we talk, that you talk on that part because I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be self-centered. <coughs> mm-hmm. But I'm struggling with giving up that spot, that that room. I'm struggling with that. Okay, so like I just taught on tonight in prayer time, not only we ask God for certain things, but we need to find out what is his plan and his purpose. And his purpose. So his plan, if you prayed about that situation with your mother, that could be his plan and his purpose. You see, you, you see the importance of why we have to know God's plan and purpose? Because we can pray for stuff, and we think, you know, on the surface, okay, I just pray for that, whatever. And that may not be his plan and purpose, or that may be his plan and purpose, the thing that you pray for of that situation, and now you have to give up something. That could be his plan. That's why in your prayer time for your situation with your mama, that's why you pray because his plan and purpose could be, I'm not saying I don't know, it could be for 
that designated place that you have for your prayer time, that could be his plan and purpose for her to be there at that particular place. That's when you have to get him, you have to go before the Lord and find out what's the plan and the purpose. Because if that's been your designated place of your prayer time, he may use that to minister to her because it's already prayed up. The presence of God is already there. All right. So it could be it could be the plan and purpose of him that for her to experience in that designated place, she could experience God. She could have an encounter of God. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't you know, you have to find out. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I don't know, but it could, I'm, I'm just thinking it could be where that's where she could have an encounter with God. The old destiny place that you've been seeking God and praying and releasing the anointing. There, and then she gets in there and wow. Yeah, I'd like to uh, comment on what you were saying. And like Pastor was saying, it's prayed up. But always remember that God can talk talk to you or you can spend time with him. I like quietness. And when I don't have it, I will go in an area. Like today, I was thinking about this at my kitchen table. I used to be in the kitchen a lot. And when I was in the kitchen, that's where I heard from God a lot. So I was thinking about that today in my kitchen. Because I'm about, I'm getting, taking little by little to get back doing what I, some things I used to do. And the kitchen was one of them where me and God communicated and talked and got along and, you know, and uh, it was the kitchen and my car. I would get in the car. I would have my praise and worship first to till my ground. And then it's just me and him. And when I'm in the car, it's nobody's in there with me but him. So, Ask him, is there another place? Or where, you know, do you hear from him a lot besides that room? Because I always remember he lives inside of me. I can be in the midst of a crowd and I can hear God speak to me. You understand what I'm saying? So if 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 you if that's something you prayed for, then let it be and find another place. And it is really what it is like a spoiled child because <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just so used right. to being there with your with your father. Mm-hmm. Like being a spoiled child and, right. and my physical my flesh is going through with releasing it. Yeah. You know. And yeah. I get it now. I, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Because we have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. 
See, it, I can be other places. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's still said. You know, I get in the car in the morning. I just I love my ride to work. I love my ride to work because it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love on my way home. You know, sometimes I take the long route. You know, and it's it's just. I'm having a little spoiled child. Yeah. yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, we I could do that. that. Yeah. 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 Because I'm, I'm spoiled. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> but I'm going to get, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I already, you know, I already just talking about it. I'm right. I'm seeing where I need to be. Right. Remember, humble yourself yeah. under God. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important not only just pray for stuff that we need or what we want to do or whatever, but Lord, what's your plan and purpose behind it? What's your plan and purpose? He has a plan and purpose. And his plan and his purpose are not our plans and purpose. Right. So we have to, once we find his plan and purpose, then we have to, we have to give it up. You know? We have to give it up, you know? And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard. And giving it up. But give it up for the Lord because he will continue to bless you because if you don't give it up for God, the devil going to take it. And when the devil comes, he's still killing and destroying. You know, I teach this, I've told you this for years when it comes to prosperity. Give your money to God. Because if you don't give your money to God, the devil's going to come get your money. He's going to do something to your car. He's going to make the plumbing system go out of your house. Your roof going to cave in because the raccoons ate it up. And so now you're putting out all this money of all this stuff. And that's the devil's taking your money. Well, you could just give your money to God. And God would kept the raccoons away. Your car's running good. The plumbing is still going fine. That's what he says in Malachi. He rebuked the devourer for our sake. But if you don't make it, you don't give it to God. Because you get we get a better return when we give it to God than when the devil takes it. And if you don't give it up to God, the devil's gonna take it. He's gonna take it. He's gonna forcefully take it. And that's why you find yourself spending all this on all this stuff. It's like, man, if it ain't one thing or another, boy. So I got an extra money, now I got to pay for this? Because you didn't give it to God. Because if you give it to God, he can protect it. And then your roof won't go out. Plumbing won't mess up. Your car won't jacked up. So if you in your prayer time, if that's God's will, so give up, give up that particular place for your mother. And look at this. You honor, you're honoring your mother. He said, honor that father and mother. You, I, I'm honoring my mother. I, I'm giving up. This is my special place. And I'm giving up to honor my mother. You don't think God going to bless you for that? I was trying. What I was, was going to do the other room. <laughs> but I said, no, it's not. Because I was trying to get this Right. So if you know that's God's plan for her to be there, I re- I'll honor my mother and give up 
this is my special place, but I'm I'm give it to her. And watch God. God will bless you for that. But if you hang on to it, that's my my play. Get on over there. Then uh, then the devil say, okay, you don't give it, I take it. And then a fire breaks out in that room. Yeah. They're like, what the? <laughs> this stuff was goes on that people are not aware of. And they wonder like why certain things happen. If we don't give it to God, the devil will take it. He will take it by force. The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence take it by force. He will take it. He'll take your car. He'll take your house. He'll take your finances. So that's why, you know, we teach her to give yourself to God. Because if you don't, the devil will come and take it through some little slick boy. He'll take it. And then you find yourself, what happened? But if you give yourself, I'll give myself to the Lord. He'll protect you. The thief come and steal, kill, and destroy. And people, the Christians, not, they don't know these things. And they wonder why certain things happen to them. Because I, you know, I, I love the Lord. I believe God. But are you doing it according to his principles? So we we should just give everything we got to the Lord. All this is your Lord. <laughs> and whatever you tell me to do with it, I just do it because it be, it don't belongs to me anyhow. And I'd rather give put it in your hands than to get it in the devil's hands. Because when he give get in his hand, he gonna still kill and destroy. Plan and purpose. Yeah. Because when we were last year, when we was in the recovery room for my wife at her surgery, uh, the Lord came into that room and stuff. And my our grandson and our granddaughter and our daughter was there. And the spirit of God came on Mahari. <laughs> and he told us, he said, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. Grandma's heal is not for her. It's for somebody else. God healed her for somebody, not for her. I mean, he spoke that. The Spirit of God came in there, and he just spoke it. Yes. You just gave me an answer. Uh, what's this junkie name? He came here and preached the last anniversary we had. This jockey? Yeah, the, he's a Herbis, pastor. Herbis, Herbis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, remember when they came the last time here? Mm-hmm. There was a lady that was sitting right over here. She had, her heart was connected to a pump. You know how sometimes a pump yes, is in a container? 
Huh? Like a heart monitor? Yeah. No, it's in a thing. And you can see the heart beat. Her heart was actually in a container. And it was hooked on to her. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting right over there. And I, you had given some of the testimony as well as I did about surgery. Well, after church, she needed an answer. A certain type of surgery she needed to have done. She needed an answer. I didn't give her an answer, but I gave her enough information where she made up her mind. Where she was going to The healing that we receive And being in faith and being in the word is is for other people. Mm-hmm. To let them know God has it. Look at the seeds that we're sowing. Yeah, that was great. You had surgery. Right, I was just thank you, Lord. Me and Patsy back there with you agreeing. We sowed seeds into your life. Mm-hmm. To give you comfort and words that were that you could hold on or have to carry you through that. <laughs> it's for somebody else. I didn't know it was gonna be for me. You understand what I'm saying? So when we get healed, whatever manifestation we're asking, whatever healing, prosperity, or whatever we're asking God for, it's always for someone else. Always. And when we give up ourselves for that, it makes things so pleasant. Because all the time I was in the hospital, I did not have one thing <laughs> at all. And this is something you ask, they ask you every day. Are you in pain? Are you in pain? Every day I was there. So many times a day. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, not a pain. Not a pain. And see, it's the reason why. And see, uh, what, three months, four months, six months, we were just in the Word on healing. Mm -hmm. When we wake up, we go to bed. When we wake up, we go to bed. Healing constantly. Tapes are gone. So it was like, I was ready (laughs) for that. So, yes. 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 So us praying for you for your healing wasn't just only for you. Right. But it was for us not knowing. Right. 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 Right.
because because right. because you sh- you 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 share with it. Uh, you gonna be all right. You gonna be fine. You don't. Yeah. You gonna be fine. Nothing to be fearful. You gonna be fine. Cause we saw how God healed you, what you went through. Yeah. She had open heart surgery too. Yeah. You know, and we prayed for her and yes. everything. Believe God and and God, she came through with flying colors and right. everything, not knowing that was for her. Yeah. And then her healing manifestation, yeah. not knowing it was for that lady back there. Yeah. That's God's plan and purpose. Because she had, she was like, had a couple of decisions to make. And just so much testimony, she was able to make that decision. And I just thank God for that. That I was able to be a blessing to her. Yep. <laughs> and see, when you're humble about <clears throat> things, when it comes to God, man, that just touches the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Having humility about what we're doing for him. Just being a humble person, period. You know? Mm. That's power. That's access. Yeah. That's giving him access. Where it 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 empowered the whole church last year when we went through this, because the the whole church was at a a high level of faith. Like, oh, she gonna be she gonna be fine. She gonna be nobody nobody walked around like, oh, I hope she gonna hope Sister Holloway making. No, everybody said, hey, she gonna be fine. She we in agreement. When God showed up and confirmed it, you know, in our service. I mean that's. That's that's the power of prayer. Yes. That's prayer. Getting that's getting results. Yes. We we witness the manifestation of God's power. 